0: Hi, everyone. It's good to be back here. You're welcome to Storytime with Jay podcast. And even if it's not a beautiful Wednesday afternoon, you're still going to hear my voice. Yes. And, you know, brand new episode. Yes. Anyways, getting right into it. If you're a new listener, you too much. Thank you for joining us on this amazing journey. To my old listeners, what's in the up now? What's up? How are you guys doing? I hope everyone is doing very well. I'm so happy I can reach out to you guys again. Yes. Today's episode, I'm going to be talking about something that I've been fascinated for the longest time. And it has to do with something within the Igbo culture. So I've tried to learn Igbo for like the longest time. I don't know if it's a mindset thing for me because I already have this notion that the language is difficult. So for me, I think it's a mindset. But I love the culture. I love the clothes. I love some of the food, right? As with all other cultures, there's certain things that you don't like about any culture, right? So it's not really particular to the Igbo culture, food, the clothing. I love everything. The boys, ha! Huh? They are fine men. What does they are tall, fine, fine men? Mm, please. But that story for another day. So I got the opportunity to speak to two beautiful women about their experiences. Now, in the Igbo culture, yeah, I'm going to get back to that in a bit. In the Igbo culture, there's something known as ada which is a name i would call it a prefix that is attached to names given to first daughters so i've been fascinated with that aspect of the culture for like the longest time because you have adugo adeze adama the names are beautiful with beautiful meanings that i can't share with you but on the internet they have like meanings of these beautiful names so back to what i was saying earlier i got to speak with two amazing women about their experiences one is living in nigeria the other lives in diaspora about their experiences being the first daughter in an Igbo household how is that experience like what exactly is it like being the first daughter are there certain things i expected from you these and so much more are what we're going to be talking about on this episode and i asked them as well what do you want your legacy to be as the first daughter because i know that a lot of responsibilities come it's not just having a beautiful name there are a lot of responsibilities that come with being the first daughter being another on his own is a title so what do they want their legacies to be and we talked about everything. There's so many things you can learn from this episode. So I hope you guys enjoy because I'm so excited to share this episode with you guys. I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. And if you're an Ada and you have something you want to share with me, a story, just send me an email. Reach out to me on Instagram. My email is attached to my Instagram page at stwjae, at stwjae podcast. And send me an email. I want to hear from everybody. Even if you're not an Ada and you have, a friend that has an experience or anything at all even if it's not concerning this topic just send me an email and let's, let's let me hear your stories i want to hear from you guys even if you just say hi justina send it i want to hear from each and every one of you okay so you're welcome to episode titled the ada legacy enjoy Hi guys, you're welcome to another amazing episode of the Storytime with Jay podcast. And of course, today I'm not alone in the virtual studio. I have two beautiful, amazing women with me. And not just ordinary women, Igbo women, you know. So uh, we're going to talk about something very interesting today. But before we get into today's topic, I want the beautiful ladies with me to introduce themselves. So I'm going to start off with Oge.
1: Hi, uh, my name is Oge Orisa I live in Lagos and I'm an Ada and an adult that, that is an only child wow so yes <laughs> i am a filmmaker i write produce and an aspiring director amazing so yeah that's about it yeah i
0: want to add filmo. okay please hook me up now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: please bring the investor once the money see it's the money that was delaying the big budget films but i've been doing sh- mostly short films Come
0: and put inside your filmo. me i want to add film Investors, okay.
1: we call. Yeah, I want to ask. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Right. Thank you very
0: much. That was amazing.
2: Adeze. Hi. I guess um, it's in the name, right? So my name is Adeze, and <laughs> I'm an ADA, obviously. Right now, I live in Canada. I think I was an Ada, and I was also the last child for like hmm. the longest time. Hmm. Then I had siblings. So, yeah, I think I was an, I was the last child for like 13 years. Then I had wow. my siblings. Um, I'm a pharmacist, and I
0: grew up in Lagos. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. I'm so happy to have you guys on this episode because you have beautiful, beautiful stories. Your background stories. I know it's going to be very interesting for this episode. So Adeze is Adeze Trodu. She might. <laughs> I hope I pronounced. That. <laughs> she 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 gets it I'm sure the listeners too they get it so I'm going to start with Adese. you mentioned something so I want us to nip that in the bud a bit you said you were the last child you were the Ada and you were also the last child can you like touch on that a bit before you had other siblings
2: oh yeah so um while growing
0: up it was just me and my elder brother right Okay. So both of us,
2: and obviously my name is Adezis, I was the first daughter and I was the only daughter at that point. So I was also the last one, although we're just two, but I was also the last child. So I don't know if there was a whole lot of thing around me being an adult at that point.
0: Okay. But
2: when I was 18, my mom had my siblings, the twins, a boy and a girl.
0: Wow. And.
2: I think at that point, because I was 13, I was almost done with secondary school. My brother was done with secondary school. So there was also like a little change, like a little shift of um, responsibilities, right? From being the last baby of the house to now being the The one taking care of the babies. <laughs> exactly, in the house. So yeah, that's, that was like the shift. But still, I think for me... Yeah, I don't know if I answered the question, though, but... Yeah,
0: you did. Okay, thank you very much. Filmmaker Oge, the woman that's going to make me
1: have my <laughs> my Nollywood break. What about you? <laughs> Amen. Yeah. I'm an only child, I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And I didn't really have the whole siblings or plenty, brother. Yeah, the siblings. I didn't get that feel. I didn't have that feel growing up. But I don't know if Adeze can relate. You know, we Igbos, we like to bring... Our parents like to bring our, their brothers or siblings to come live with them. Mm-hmm.
0: So oh, I, grew I grew up, up with, with a lot
1: of aunties, cousins. So I grew up with them. So it had that, I had that feeling, okay, that, oh, these people were my siblings, although they weren't my siblings, you get. But I was still, funny enough, even though I was the other of my own direct family, I was, I felt like the last child because they were all older than, than me. Yeah.
0: Wow, wow, wow.
1: So, Ada, yeah, you're both Adas. Well, okay, Ada, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> okay, my own Ada is Ada Kaibea.
0: What does that mean? That sounds so beautiful. <laughs>
1: the first time I told my friend the name, she was like, My dad is such an elitist. Okay, it means an Ada that's older, do- daughter that's greater than her peers. Wow.
0: I stand, I stand, I stand that. <laughs> No. Still on that, okay. What was your family mm-hmm. dynamics like growing up as? Because your dynamic, yours is very special. Being an and you're an only child. So what was that family dynamics for you like growing up? Apart from having your uncles and your aunts that were older than you, or like family members, mm-hmm. what was it like? Let me start from there. What was it like growing up as an only child?
1: Being an only child was was special, but it had this very I would say it was lonely at some point, like most times. And yeah, it was special because there was this extra care. I know, okay, I have have friends and I see how their family dynamics are. And I see, oh, okay, this one has siblings or this one has plenty of siblings that they can always have discussions with or their parents don't even really give them that much. Their attention is usually divided. But my parents were like fully attentive towards me so it was like and I was very close to my mom and it was a close-knit family Where like oh I forgot to mention sorry my parents are late
0: oh wow so sorry about that
1: yes so thank you yeah but it was a close-knit family and I grew up with them and that closeness so it was really like mm. You know, how do I put it? Because it was bordering on me being spoiled. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, because the extra, you understand, they're only childs now. The thing is, my mom actually tried to have other kids, but um she miscarried, I oh, think, wow. four times. Wow. Yeah, then she just gave up trying again wow. and decided that oh, this one that God gave me, let me hold on to it. Yeah. So, it was, it was, um it was a special, f- I will not lie, it was special. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't have to compete with anybody's, you understand? I didn't Mm -hmm. have to compete for their attention. I didn't have to compete with anybody. I didn't have to fight for any, like, my mom was my mom. My dad was my dad, you get? I didn't really get that. Although it was boring at times, like, when it gets very lonely. Yeah. Like, nobody to actually have conversations with. Like, it was just my friends and neighbors I depended on. But those ones who had their own families, and they couldn't be with me 247, like, it would have been if i had blood like siblings you get mm-hmm. so yeah yeah it was all good it was good
0: and i can relate to your story because i'm an only child as well so i feel like oh. our stories yes our stories are very like very similar you know after like a while your parents tried to like have other kids and nah, it's not really working and you end up right. being the only one so I, I feel you. I feel you on that one. The loneliness and everything. I'm with you on that mm-hmm. one. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adaze so what was your family dynamic? Adeze, what was your family <laughs> dynamics like? <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, so uh, like I said earlier on, we, like, like Oge said as well, like in as much as it was for the longest time, me and my elder brother, the house was never really, just four of us like it was never really just me my dad my brother you know it was always full let me put it that way because we had uncles and aunties living with us and we had cousins that were kind of um coming and going basically and in the midst of all of them I was the last child as i then, and I was also the other of the child so I think at that particular moment the emphasis was not really on me being another at that point. I was just the baby of the house, right?
0: Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. the
2: littleest child in the house. So for the longest time, that was how it was. And um, growing up, though, <laughs> there were just some funny things. Like, in as much as I was the last child, <laughs> there were still some, some things that would happen. Like, for example, one of the biggest thing I remember was when we killed chicken, right, for Christmas. <laughs> So I was really picky as a child, right? So I don't eat, I didn't, I don't eat bone, I don't eat more. I don't eat this, I don't, so I was really picky with food. But then when they kill chicken in the house, they're like, oh, um, opmana like that Upmana I think the crown of the chicken, I Hmm is the feet and i think they give my brother one part of the food and he's like i'm not eating this i don't care that i'm the first son i'm not eating this this is not meat. and then as the as the girl that means the other is supposed to eat the waste of the like the heaps of the chicken hmm. and everybody knows that the heaps is full of bone like <laughs> mm-hmm. so and they're like and, I, and they're giving me, I'm like, I'm not, this is bone. I need meat. This is bone. So they'll give me the heap of the meat, but they wasn't giving me my, my share of the, the fleshy part, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those things that they played around with. So when, um, obviously, being the last child, like, uh, I think like both your parents, my mom also wanted more kids, even though she had to. At some point, she stopped trying, and at some point, it happened. So when I was 13 and she had my siblings and the uh, dynamic change, it was really nice because I really wanted siblings. I was, I think at that point I was, I was just done being the last child and I wanted siblings. So when my siblings came, it was just, you know, I was, I think when I finished secondary school around 15, 16, it was me with them for the longest time. So at some point I even have people actually go, are those your kids? And I'm like, are you, are you? What's wrong with you? I'm just 15. How are they, my kids? Did I have them when I was 12? So <laughs> I, just, I had them and I, the, it kind of changed, right? I just kind of became this older one. But then one other biggest thing was whenever we traveled to the village, we all lived in one house in the village. So me, my cousins, everybody, we all lived in one house. And once we get to that house, even though you are the ada in your own house, once we get to the village, the hierarchy changes, right? Mm. So my auntie becomes the main ada, for example. Mm. And if they are able to kill chicken, she has to get the heaps of the meat, which I was so happy for, because that wasn't my problem in like <laughs> But the dynamics really change. So it's like when we get to this bigger community, the you have to respect those above you like the others before you right mm-hmm. so I think that's just it so that was how it, it just keeps shifting and wow,
0: yeah <laughs> I'm learning I'm learning a lot and I love the fact that you kind of already answered my second question because I was going to ask that what was one of your fondest memories growing up so I'm just gonna give that to Oge to just answer okay. that yeah fondest memories, memories, you know, growing up. What was the story that when you remember you laugh? We want to laugh with you. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> we will not finish, we'll not finish, we'll not end this podcast because there were tons of see tons. There's this one that just came to mind now. My parents were like young lovers, like they met when they were young, so they they grew up together basically, and the love between them was, was strong, but really not toxic. <laughs> so i remember one time they, they they dissed themselves a lot so i remember one time it was on a saturday like that so mommy made this um she made yam and egg sauce so she my mom was a fantastic fantastic cook but well everybody everybody likes to claim that their mothers are fantastic cooks my i know mom, right she, <laughs> <laughs> yes my mom was a very good cook so I don't think she expected the exos to be that sweet that day. Cause that day the exos was really, really sweet. Like it was another level of sweet, sweetness. Like it was delicious. So we all eaten and everything. This was at our former house before we moved. And that house we had this very big balcony that had a. We had another like we set it up like a palo. So there was a table like a side table, couches, everything. So she was eating and she was enjoying herself so much. My dad came out, sat on one of the settees there and was watching her. So she was eating, eating, eating. The next thing she licked, she was licking the plate. Mm. She used her fingers, it was not enough for her. She said to use her tongue. The next thing, my dad was like, "Um, excuse me. Okay, and my dad stammers. So he used to stammer. Sorry. He used to he, stammer, he used to stammer, So he was like, Mary. Her name was Mary. So, Mary. Uh, why are you licking your plate like that? Are you a bush woman? Eh? Anyways, you're from Angara. That's how they behave, bush people. So me, I'm like, hey, Jesus, what kind of a lie is this one? Do you know what mommy did? She finished licking the plate. Licked her fingers. looked As she was looking him in the eye as she was doing it. Licked it. drank water. Belched now said now she stammered back i said like, t- tony t- 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 tony you oh, came my outside my <laughs> <laughs> i swear <laughs> to god like, you came outside to watch <laughs> me eat with your eyes like quick leave me alone and quick means an owl i was like do you know I'm looking at these two people, and I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Do you know I'm like, hey God, fight is about to happen, no? Before I could say Jack Robinson, do you know what this man told her? I he said, hey, all these ones you are doing, go and bring my own plate, please. And I'm, why didn't you just tell her that you wanted to eat? Like he t- he had to yab her for her to tell. As in he had to yab her to tell her to bring his own plate, as in he wanted to eat because he was enjoying. Mm-hmm. he was enjoying what she was doing. Do you get? But he had to diss her. <laughs> That's like one. There are so many other ones I can't really remember. But that was a beautiful story. But
0: their but their souls continue to rest in perfect peace. Amen. 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 That was that was a very beautiful story. And I think that's why they always say that you should marry your best friend. You know when you hear this kind of stories, you now understand why they always say like marry someone that you're friends with because in another family, I'm sure that that will have caused it's- world war three.
2: I swear.
0: <laughs> I swear. And <laughs> neighbors have to come and separate them. i like, what's the next s- fight? S-
1: Fried egg. <laughs> I swear. I was actually expecting a fight to erupt. I was so shocked when he was like, anyways, just go and bring my own food. And I'm looking at him like, what is it was a funny, was a funny time. Sha. Thank you for even making me remember yeah. it.
0: You're welcome. Any, Anytime. So now let's get straight. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Ada. What does he like? Apart from, okay, being the first born child, what are the responsibilities? What does it mean to be an ada in a family of four, in an only child setting? What does, what does being an ada what does it mean?
2: Um, okay, so I'm, I was going to answer. So I think now, right, nowadays, there's this, there's less expectations now from, okay. from I would say from me personally. There's less expectations, but technically as an adult, one of your biggest job, it doesn't really matter where your position is, but one of your biggest job is you're supposed to be like the the bond, the glue that holds the family together. So let's assume that in a situation where everybody is just doing, because, okay, first things first, you're going to leave your family when you get married, right? Yeah. But at the same time, your position in your family is still there. So even though you're in your husband's house, you're supposed to still have this, I will not I say authority, but it's like you're supposed to have this this thing where you can still control matters. Not Not control, like dominate, but control, like, oh, siblings are fighting and nobody wants to talk to themselves and parents don't know what to do then they have to talk to me and then I can see it from like a a different point of view and I can control what's going on so that's one of the expectations as an adult you're supposed to be the one bringing the family together in in certain situations like your parents are fighting you should be able to say okay can I hear your side can I hear your side what's up can you guys stop this I think that's one of the biggest job of another, though. But I think these days there's less expectations for it, especially because sometimes it could then go from you being the bond to you being the one who dictates everything in a negative way, as we've seen in like past experiences or in past older like in our older family settings where you hear things like, oh, I got married into this family and my and the sister-in-law will not let me rest because she's controlling her brother. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So it's, I think in that setting, obviously, there's a, there's a tendency to go overboard, but it's not like you're controlling your brother, but you're supposed to be the one who is, I, I'll say it's in Igbo, hmm. so you're supposed to be able to, you're, calm, you're supposed to be able to see things from a different perspective and control things so like when I was growing up one of the things like when things are happening in the house let's say my parents come home and the house is scattered and even though I'm not the only one that's supposed to clean the whole house right Mm -hmm. they might decide to get angry at me because according to them I am supposed to be the one noticing that things are out of place I'm supposed to be the one saying hey these things is this. Can you fix it? Can you not fix it? You know, I'm yeah. I'm supposed to be the one seeing all those things that maybe my brother, being a boy and being the firstborn, might not see. I think for me, there were some things my brother could get away with that I can't get away with. I just can't because first of first of all, I'm a girl, and then second, I'm the other. So it's like, how? Why would you want to get away with it? Although growing up, I think I was a very good child, so I I didn't give my parents. <laughs> much trouble but I think that's one of the big things that an adult is okay. meant to have.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. I'm learning. I'm learning a lot of things here today. Uh okay what about you? How was it like? Because your dynamic is kind of different. Did they have expectations for you as an, uh, yeah, so.
1: and an only child? Yes, yeah, so like I was like seven sons in one. Wow! You don't? Yes, it was the expectation. Like, okay, I had to even change dreams. I remember changing dreams to suit my parents, hmm. to get suit their own dreams, their needs. Like at first, it was oh, you know, there was this time. I don't know because I I think I've spoken to six or ten of my friends now and have confirmed it. I, I think there was this phase where as kids we all wanted to be doctors. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So me, I wanted to be a doctor too. And I was actually in science class. Then my dad was like, no, he wants me to be an accountant. Then my mom is like, no, she wants me to be a banker. They were sure arguing. I left science class and moved to accounting. I was a commercial student. student. Then I remember sitting in, because accounts was tough for me, like nothing could enter my head. It wasn't my calling. I remember sitting one day in literature class and the teacher i just ran away from the account accounting class i didn't want to sit i didn't want to sit in the class with them i went and he one class the next thing the literature um, students came there to oh they brought their teacher i don't okay I, do, I don't know how to explain it but i went to a school where there were too many classes so sometimes if we had a free class they would say okay come I use this free class I don't know how to explain, but let me share more it. from that one. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was in that MC class. I remember then some students came into the class and they brought the teacher in to teach them there. So the, le- the teacher was teaching and all of that. And he asked the question. And the question he asked, I was shocked none of them knew the answer. So I answered the question. And the man was like, are you my students? I'm like, no, I'm, in, I'm an accounting student and everything. And he was like, "Why are you doing there? You're supposed to be here. And that was how I changed and that was the end of accounting my parents didn't even know till I finished secondary school I didn't tell them it was a secret I kept and when I broke it to them the way I broke it to them I remember going to buy a bottle of Eva wine Mm -hmm. to beg (laughs) <laughs> I came in and I begged and my dad was upset. He wanted me you know, like, no, he wanted me to be working an accounting firm. My mom, was like, she wanted me to work at the bank, you know, he wanted me I'm, that that's what's going to bring money. This one, that one, that one. So I'm looking at them like, guys, this is not even what I want to do. What I even really want to do is to, create movies like write movies write stories like if possible self so become a musician so if i wanted to be in the entertainment industry so bad and i didn't even divulge this thing to them so it was a matter of trying to please them so there were other things too okay i don't know if i should move to when they died cuz especially when my mom died the expectations were crazy hmm. like you had to had to be the man i had to solve many things like so many opportunities because i had to be there for my dad my dad was older and is so they, there's this extra expectation they put I, I feel like if i was a guy it would be the same thing as, as well if i was an opera it would be the same thing as well but i had to be the opera and the other you understand and it was tougher on me because they weren't letting me be what i wanted to be yeah. but they wanted me to shall be something Do you get a hand? So it was Hmm. tough. The good thing about it was my mom eased up a bit eventually when she saw that okay, that wasn't my dream. But you know, with school now, universities, I applied for MassCom and they gave me insurance. I already I I studied insurance, but my mom knew I wasn't happy. But she was like, you know what, just do this. Then when you come out, do anything you want to do. But unfortunately, she died like after I had finished my NYSC. Hmm. So yeah and now I, I start to ease up I remember working I my dad was expecting me to <laughs> because I studied insurance was expecting me to work in an insurance company and I'm like no daddy that this is not what I want to do so he didn't really get it do you know when he got it the year he died hmm. that was the year And he just came to me one day in my room just knocked I was like okay I was like, yeah. he came in like come oh, what is that thing that you said you even do say and I now explained to him and he was looking at me and like is this what you really want to do? I'm like, yes. Don't you see? I've tried to do other things, but my mind usually, like, I don't know, some spirit always just pushes me back to this lane. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, no problem. I wish you the best. They hugged me. You get and went. So it was, it was, oh. it was a gradual process. But at least I got there. You get But the expectations, are huh? You need to see the. And the thing is, they want you to share. Be like take care of things, but they don't want you to overdo because they know, they'll be like, you're a woman, there's mm-hmm. some things you yeah. should do. That. So it was like, bruh, which one, now nah, won't make I do. Do you understand? <laughs> like,
0: like this or like
1: that? Pick
0: one, I pick one you. side, pick a side. Pick one. Pick a pick side. Over- <laughs> you I get.
2: Really understand where well, I totally, totally understand the the pressure, like, you have to be, you're the girl, but then you're yes. also the only child, and then you're like, okay, you, even though you're the girl, you cannot still behave like the girl, but you still have to
1: be the girl. Oh, my God. Exactly. <laughs> Do you know I even had a phase where I was a tomboy? I had a tomboy <laughs> phase. I now realize, ah, no, nah, this wasn't for me. I can't, you know, it was just, it was just crazy, to be honest. Yeah, transitioning from one, one sex
0: to another, just to oh, find... Fight- oh, <laughs> to find what you need like which is I, it, which is it's so like um, yeah, exactly but like I said earlier yeah. you guys have amazing amazing stories and I'm so happy that you guys decided to do this episode with me now my next question is what is the Igbo tradition concerning the girl child I have it's like a double-edged question I'm going to ask that one first then I'll go into the next one but what is the Igbo tradition concerning not that a lot of people have had to un- learn and unlearn certain things so are there still those little bits of oh she's a girl I don't want to send her to school or any of those stuff or is it completely wiped off I think okay should answer first
1: uh, okay so with my parents my dad was from a well-to-do home my mom as well but my dad for some reason that I Till now, I cannot, I don't understand. He chose not to go to university. He felt he could make money on his, on his own. And he actually started to make money on his own. He was doing very well. And my mom didn't go to the university as well. Cause I, like I said, they met at a very young age. They got married, so a lot of things. But they did everything in their power to send me to school. Like, I'm speaking for my own family, the family that I know and grew up with. They did everything. I, I went to really, really good schools. Like, they did everything in their power to send me to school, from primary school to secondary school to the university. And to the extent that I, I, it's just me that stalled on going to do my master's. I still, I still would do it. And he made provisions for that, even though he died. You understand? So... The girl child, like it wasn't, to my parents, it wasn't, despite the fact that there was a little pressure, I think it wasn't about, it wasn't solely about, oh, this is a child that is a girl. Mm-hmm. In their mind, they were like, oh, this is my child, you know, and I'm not going to put gender, I'm just going to do what's best for her, basically. Yes. Even though they were like, ah, even this school you want to go to, you must do what I want. But they wanted me to get the best of the best in terms of education. Yeah. Because I know the Igbo tradition thrives on that, on the girl education. Igbo people like sending their kids to school, mm-hmm. especially their female kids. They like it okay. and they do it. I think they do it, especially when, in terms of bride price, so that when the man wants to come and marry, they'll say, I sent my kids to school. So you pay this so. So they use it as a form of, they use it to boast, basically. Okay yeah i know that one that's the girl child there's no exception there's no oh you don't have to go to school because you're a female or no nothing like that the sense of education
0: okay okay so i was like yeah the
2: family thing it really just depends in your own personal family right your parents can do everything right send you to school they don't discriminate there's no issue nothing you're like educated you're perfect you're the same as your brothers and everything but society as it as like in the grand scheme of things in the whole society the education is still is still is still growing let me put it that way so as your if your parents are really educated and they know what's better for someone like me who grew up in lagos it really wouldn't matter what did anybody thinks about their child or the girl child. All they know is we're gonna give all the children the same opportunity, right? But yeah. in the grand scheme of things, and when you go to the village now and let's say they're having a meeting in the village and you wanna talk, there's always that someone that will stand up and tell you to shut up because you're a girl. No matter how educated you are, there will always be that person who will want to push you to that you know you are a girl you don't have an opinion or you're married you've gone to your husband's house so you don't have an opinion in your father's house so there will always be that thing and i think so far the evils even though they're trying with some of the fights that have happened and some of the legal battles that have happened in the big scheme of things there is still that importance placed on a male child just because They just need to pass on some form of inheritance to a male child. And right now, most people are fighting it by Mm -hmm. having wills and, you know, insisting and giving things to their children, even while they're still alive. Because they know that once they pass away, I'm going to equate it to vultures, right? The people in the village, like the elderly, elders, the Adas, all of them, they they can be really mean. They can be very insensitive and all they care about at that moment is you are a girl, you have no say. We don't care if you are coming from abroad or if you are coming from Lagos. In this village where we have all the power, you are a girl child and there's nothing like you are just not important. So I think that issue is still like an ongoing battle. I'm not going to say it's been won. I'm not going to say it's is perfect now that oh girls are perfectly like reverend or anything it's still an ongoing battle because um yeah it's, it's still a struggle so if you want to look at that you have to look at your individual family and the society as a whole and so far the society is moving forward but it's like moving like a snail in that
0: aspect oh wow and you guys and you're just dropping gems for me here. You say you like my voice. You like the podcast. You they enjoy the content where they create for Instagram. It's time to show this love and support. Oh, so. you know, say when they feel the energy. But you know, see sometimes the way battery go low for phone. And a charger, use charger to charge your phone, right? Now money now you say they charge to recharge <laughs> the energy queen uses money to recharge, to charge herself up, you know. <laughs> You think say you feel support me, you won't draw shink any money. All you have to do easy peasy, just download the PodRoom app, search for my podcast, subscribe to the podcast. You enter any room at all, any topic. They come out as rooms. Enter anyone, you will see one Naira sign below. You see a Naira sign below and just tap them. Different kind of money go come out. You go press the one where you feel say you won't use this support my ministry. So that this sweet voice you will continue to hear it on your phones wherever you listen to your podcast from you can continue to hear this with voice so okay guys i know you guys are amazing and you're going to donate and you're going to show me love and support and i appreciate each and every one of you okay so easy peasy three steps download the PodRoom app search for my podcast enter into any of the rooms if you say say on the past three steps but just enter into any of the rooms and you'll see the naira sign there and some mula there to support my ministry so that my ministry can move to permanent site <laughs> thank you guys so much thank you thank you thank you i appreciate you okay so we are back yes with my beautiful two beautiful 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 amazing cm plenty adjectives for these beautiful Igbo sisters or sisters of mine regardless even though I'm not Igbo but it doesn't matter so I have a question you can answer this whoever wants to go first we're both ladies so you can't say ladies first but oh, we're all ladies here uh, so have you ever ever had to fight for your
1: rights like As an (laughs) adult, I need stories. Give me all the jokes. (laughs) Hey, yes, yes. I fought exactly 14 months ago when my dad died. Wow. Mm, No, no, no. Sorry, my bad. It was last year, a year ago when yes, like months after I buried my dad. Like my dad's brother, that's my uncle, actually wanted to take my dad's insurance, so I had to fight for it. Yes. I don't know how he wow. thought it was going to be possible. I, I don't know how, <laughs> but he actually wanted to take my dad's insurance. I had to fight for it. And, okay, I wouldn't say I fought, like, I put in too much effort. I would just say everything just worked, as in, like, worked perfectly. Because it, it was insurance now. I don't know. <laughs> like, Layman, any everybody knows how insurance works. I don't know how he thought he was going to do that. You get like I'm his, I'm my dad's benefactor. Like I'm his, I be the word is. I'm the only person. I'm his only child. His only immediate relative that was next in line to inherit anything. You get. So how would they carry it and give his younger brother? So I think like. Anybody knows that? So I was so surprised he actually wrote a letter to the insurance company, to so the meeting people, because it was okay. There's this group insurance thing they do in my village. So my dad was part of them and he used to like pay his monthly dues and all of that. So there was this insurance that came off it. So it was supposed to go to his last, like if my mom was alive, it would have gone to her. Okay, as my mom wasn't alive, it's supposed to come to the child. Now my dad and my uncle actually wrote a letter to them to get it like to take it and they read the letter at the meeting and everybody's like it's impossible it's not possible for him to do that and my uncle was angry at me because um after they read the letter at the meeting they called me up he was angry at me for going that i should have told them that um i couldn't go that i had to go with my uncle and when i had even gone and when i went i should have told them that my uncle should take the money like yes my uncle is deserving of the money so <laughs> it was a tough period oh, it wow was a tough period yes it was really tough because i just buried my dad and i was still getting over the grief like the loss and all of that i was still dealing with the grief i mean and you know mm. you come up with this thing trying to take this man's inheritance, like what? he it was a, a very crazy crazy moment it was a crazy moment but i uh, glory be to god the shaft fell in my lap easily so yeah well he fell in my lap easily and there's another thing I don't like there's this thing they do in my place like my tradition they don't really regard the uh, they don't really regard women Hmm.
0: they
1: don't really yes like you don't really have a say you you basically don't even have a say yes like so during the whole burial process and all of that I had to like be on the sidelines so it was like me I was like a visitor at my dad's burial basically and it wasn't like I was living apart from my father whilst he was alive I was actually living with my father mm-hmm. until his death he died in my presence I was there when he died so it, it was they pushed me to the sidelines and so the whole all that process down to the insurance bits was, it was too much else. It was crazy. It was, ah, it was a torture. <laughs> I had to, like, I, I, I didn't do too much because there was nothing I could do. The bullying was there, but I know that I had to pray or be present or, you know, when they say, oh, come here for this, I quickly went. So in a way, I fought. Gets, and, but thank God it came to me. Wow. Eventually. So, did yeah. you
0: have friends around
1: you during this process, or did you go to the village oh, yeah. by yourself? To the village? Oh, no, I, I had friends around me. Then going to the village, I went with a friend. I had a friend around me, and I was very grateful to her. I am still very grateful to her. And my aunts came as well. And I, I didn't stay too long. And my cousin, yeah, my cousin came as well. She was amazing too. I didn't still stay too long at the village. I ran back after I had the whole burial process. Well, it was. <laughs> It was a funny period. Mm. It was. I, I laugh now because I'm like, wow. I actually went through all of that sane and intact. Mm. Yeah, because yeah. having
0: a good support system is key. Like with mm-hmm. everything that you've narrated, like not having a good support system will have just led to like a mental breakdown. Because I know that these things can really just affect you, and it can be a lot. I can
1: really. I had it. It happened though i had a mental breakdown because when the death happened when it occurred i didn't okay i'm this kind of person that thinks i i don't i'm not what's the word i'm not quick to react like i actually sit back think way then i react so when the death happened of course i did the, i cried i was broke i was sad but because a lot of people were around me then so i didn't really pay attention to my grief i didn't really grieve i didn't grieve as as much as I don't, I don't want to say appropriately, but I didn't really look into my emotions. I was just attending to people. So I eventually broke down. Like the whole thing came crashing. I remember I was on the 13th of February. I broke down mentally. Like it was mad. I was at one spot for like 48 hours. I did not eat. I did not eat. I was just there. I was crying. I was crying. I was crying. And it was mad. And when I finally got myself, I I looked at myself like Jesus Christ. I know bad for two days, yeah. Hmm. And I stood up. But well, we thank God. we thank hmm. God and I thank yes, myself too for strength. Yeah. Man, hmm. yeah.
0: it's it's a good thing that you can look back now and laugh about it because I can't even begin to imagine that I can't I can't imagine like what you have hmm. you'll have gone through, but thank God we don't look like what we've been through most most times. Yeah. Daisy, <laughs> what about you? How many battles? How many John Cena t-shirts <laughs> did you have to wear?
2: <laughs> I cannot. I don't have a, any experience like Oge did, or like Oge has, because um I think it's just like what I was saying before. Like within your your immediate family, your everything is perfect. But once something happens, it's people who you didn't even. Experience. Like, in her case, her uncle, yeah. who I'm sure she grew up with, right? This is your uncle. And then suddenly... Oh, no, I didn't th- grow up with him. Oh. No, like, you knew him as a child. That's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yes, yes, I, yes. yes.
2: Like you knew him growing up. This is all you knew. And then suddenly, they're all... So, for me, I think one of the smaller... I won't call it a big battle, but when I was younger, when it was just uh, me and my my brother then... I know um sometimes I've heard statements like, Oh, if you want to go to Lagos, then you care um if He has plenty of space. He does not have lots of children. So so for I think for a while they didn't even regard like my mom having two kids was not even a big deal for them, even though she had a son and a daughter. So um I don't think I, I can, like, my I don't have any experience like Oge did, Oge has, and so far I only know stories of people, like, different people's stories, who they've had to, like, fight, and they've had to be pushed to the sidelines for things that shouldn't be, and they've had to argue over simple cases simply because, uh, say they had only girls, or they didn't have a boy, you know, like point one of my mom's friends has five girls for her husband and five girls and she was just so worried. She was so worried that she secretly had to adopt a boy as her last child and wow. nobody knew she said the boy. Only I think her and her husband and maybe some close friends. But she had to secretly go adopt a boy and be like, Oh yeah, now I have I gave birth to my last child who is a boy so even though her husband always said you don't have to worry you don't have to worry my kids my kids i think she was maybe looking at the other picture of what of what will happen you know when things go south or something like that yeah and it's just like what i was saying before the bigger the culture the culture is still not like okay said she was almost like a visitor in her father's umbrella. it's the culture right there's just still this weird hierarchy thing, and it's people you didn't like. People, first of all, it's people you don't even know who are suddenly the elders in your family, and then it's people you don't even expect. I to swear, do. yeah, that's just it. People you don't even expect, you like that's just it. So it's just funny. I don't have any personal experience, but I totally relate it with what she just said. Wow, wow, wow. For most educated, like for most people, they'll be like, you know what? I'm not even going to fight this battle. Take it. I'm just going to leave it for God because it's stressful. Like she said, it's not just the physical battle, it's the mental battle. And then in some cases, the spiritual battle as well. So it's exhausting trying to prove something. It's just too exhausting. Some people
1: just be like, exactly. Um. that's yeah, that's it. I want to add something. Sure. Even, she said something about a battle and all of it. See, it was, why it was sort of difficult, again, for me, was that my parents, like I said, were, were a close-knit family. So, it was just them I knew, and I was, my parent. I was their only child. So, they shielded me a lot from a lot of stuff. Like, I even had curfews up until my mid-twenties. That was how bad it was. So, I had to be home at seven in, it used to be five when i was in secondary school it now became seven then it now became nine i didn't used to do a lot of sleepovers traveling to the village was a no-go area you understand the only see the only times i remember going to the village clearly was when my mom died and when my dad died so in between before mm, i don't like my mom said okay she took me to the village when i was a baby i can't remember the experience again but so because i i I did not used to go to the village. They made me pay for it during my dad's period. So it was all eh, oh you understand the whole, okay. This, but it wasn't yeah. my fault. It wasn't my exactly. fault. My parents, didn't want to expose me to something. So they wanted me to pay for it. And see, they dealt with me. It was a battle it was a and they were telling me people kept telling me that it was like that because i was a woman that if i was a man it would have been easier yeah true that's what they kept saying and that, so that funny I,
0: enough yeah yeah please mm. continue no no go ahead someone says funny enough okay so i said funny enough that was gonna be like my second to the last question i know i said like uh, the, i had only one question left but when you brought mm. that up i said i was gonna ask so I'm saying, regardless of the fact that you are an ada, their responsibilities. Are you telling me that the dynamics, or is it safe to say that the dynamics does change when there is a boy, in the sense that the ada is not really regarded as the ada if an okpara is present? Yes, now um, uh, there's
2: the they both have their roles. So in my village now, there's the umwada. The umwadas are there. It's a group of women, umwada. There's some things that just that there's some things that the Umwada are the ones that have the say in it. But now this is in the group, right? This is not as an individual, this is in a whole group. Um in in the family the Ada has a say. But don't also forget that the Ada is married. So and and in and in the Igbo family, when you are married, in a way you have a say, but at the same time it's like like, are you gonna control what happens in your husband's control what happens in your father's house so you have a say but when when you get married and then your 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 position is still there but there's now like this um yeah the son is a little bit more it's kind of a little bit like placed a little bit higher, kind of. Let me put it down. Yeah. Something like that. I, think, I don't know if I'm making sense, but. Yes, you are.
0: You are, you are, you are. Okay, what about you? What do you have to say on uh, that? She has, said, she has said it She has all. said
1: it all. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there we have the UMADAS and the UMUNAS in my place too, as well. And like she said, the group and individualistic feel, like that. There, there's a difference between the the way they behave as a group. And individually. And another thing is, it doesn't matter as as if you're married, your husband has more say than you do. So it's always like there's always a man, a man has to be there to back the conversation, like the thought process, anything up you get. So I even at some point when I when I experienced all of this, I actually wanted to write a story about it and shoot. I was like, ugh, come on, <laughs> so the, the depth will be here. Eh? Will be out of this world because oh, be there's so many facets. many exactly <laughs> so many so many stories so many facets of it to talk. like it's crazy in as much as i okay oh we're feminist or um okay i don't know if anybody is but like oh i want women to have you know um, a say i want women to at least be able to stand their ground i want women to do that you go to places like that and they will tell you they will make you feel like sis you are a woman. They will tell you to your face. They told me now Go that you are a lady. Go inside.
2: Go inside. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh,
1: yes, did you guess? Hmm. Okay, let me bust your head. Let me give you one. <laughs> okay. Would you believe that? They were digging my dad's grave and I was not informed. Wow. What if sort of I word? was an opera, hmm. I would have been the one to choose the, the plot, this, like this plot Yeah, plot. yeah. But they did not tell me. And let me tell you, let me let me now tell you the funny thing. I was in the kitchen that day, we're cooking. I was cooking. I was making lunch, and for some reason, I didn't feel like cooking anymore. I dropped the spoon and told my friend that came with that she should please help me round up. I went to the room, and as I went to the room, I started hearing digging sounds. You know, like. I was hearing sounds. I opened the window. They were digging directly opposite where I was. Because the room I slept in was my dad's room. It used to be my dad's room. So I was there and I saw them digging. And I became worried. Now it's like my instincts pulled me to the room at that point to see what was happening. So I ran to tell my uncle's wife that, Ah, Auntie oh, they're digging, they're digging the grave and they're digging it there. Are they supposed to dig it there? They said, eh, that is the obi, that's the obi spot. And my dad was okay. My dad was an opera, you know, and he was a workshop for an opera. And that's the obese spot, so that's where they lay operas to rest. And I said, but I remember my dad clearly telling me when he was alive, when we came to bury my mom, he showed me where my mom was buried and said he wants to be buried beside my mom. So why wasn't I informed about the burial, like the grave where they would dig the grave, like beforehand? told me or said something. And, sis, they said <laughs> they've gone three feet deep, so there's nothing they can do. And I didn't know what to say. I, I just went in, and I said to cry my eyes out, because it was like I failed him. I, I told my uncle eventually, and I was like, eh, why didn't you tell me since? Why didn't? I was like, I wasn't informed. I wasn't told. Oh, you didn't say, oh, okay, we're burying. Oh, we, di- we didn't tell Alisa, me anything. I didn't
2: ask you. If you were if he was he so... You didn't have to tell them. They would be the one to ask you. Ask right? me, yes.
1: That so respect. I'm like, ah, they didn't say anything to me, and they buried him there. So that was the third point. At that point, that was the third. Instance. Instance of the, yes. Third instance of them making me feel inept and feel like, oh, inept as a woman. Do you understand? Like, yeah. I, I'm like, we are all human beings. Like, what makes the man mo- more special than I am? I did what a man would have done when my dad was alive. Like, I was there for him. You know, why would you deprive me of this little knowledge? So, it was really a very, very crazy thing. They just make you feel like you can't talk. You can't do this. You can't, you don't have a say. You don't. How did that end? Yeah, they buried him at the obese spot. And I, I didn't, I, I couldn't say or do anything now. Because they had already gone like three feet deep. So, he was telling me there's nothing they could do. That I should have wow. told them since. And ah. Uh, so they buried him there and I was like, okay, at the end of everything, thank God they didn't bury him at one very, <laughs> maybe horrible spot or something. According to what they said, it was the obese spot. So I'm like, okay.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow.
1: Wow. This is a lot.
0: You know, this is one of the reasons why I decided to have this episode because I'm very fascinated by the evil culture, especially when it has to do with the girl child, especially the Adas. I'm always hearing, oh, Adae is a, you know, Adae, I, I said Adae, Ada in different variations, and I was just, I just wanted to know more about it. So as we round up this episode, what do you want yeah. your ada legacy to be? What do you want to do as an ada that, you know, that would leave behind, like, something that... We'll talk about for years to come and you have a good laugh
1: also okay for me it's it's this question is a question that i <laughs> i actually asked myself when i went into filmmaking when i, I didn't go into it it found me basically so it's, i want to leave a legacy that is the reason why i went into filmmaking i want to tell stories i want to like bring things i want to touch so many lives i want to and it doesn't. I'm not even streamlining it to just say, okay, women. No, I want to touch so many lives. I want people to see themselves relate to everything I put out. And I want, I want a situation. W- I just want love. I want everybody. I wish mm. everybody could just love each other, and everybody be kind to one another. Because if there was love and if there was kindness, enough of it, I don't think people would be going through half of the things that they are going through. Daisy,
0: Daisy. What about you? Oh
1: yeah, I think
2: for me, um, I not I, I don't want to say. Oh, this is what i What I want is my legacy. Because truthfully, I don't think I really thought that far. <laughs> 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 but one thing I know is living in Canada, right? Like most times when you leave Nigeria, and you see the different cultures, because Canada is really multicultural, and you see that. Yeah, you're, like, like when you see all the different cultures and you see how different people live and you see how um, some of the things that we think really matter don't actually matter. Like Some of the things that we try to place too much value on, it actually doesn't in the grand scheme of things. So I think for me, I just want to see if I could bring any experience that I have that is different from like the status, like the status quo, any experience that I know is different from what, like the regular experience, the one-way thinking, how can I just bring that and just change? So now, change in, who am I going to change? Who am I going to reach? That's also a big question. So for me, I just want to start from the people I can reach, like my siblings, my cousins, or my friends, is there someone I know that? is beside me and hopefully you know when you say charity begins from home and then it kind of causes a ripple effect right so if I can just bring all those experiences and all those things that like like Oge said when you love when you are at peace with yourself some things will not just be a problem if I can just bring that same experience and just change even if it's just my immediate environment and then that will change the next and then just cause the ripple effect the feminist movement and uh, the women have moved a lot like we've done a lot of um positive movement towards things like recently the lady who won the court case against her in-laws and uh got the inheritance you know women are really doing all that but sadly there's still a big there's still like a big way to go so it's going to take a whole lot because unfortunately, in as much as there are women who are going, this is what we should do as a adults. There are now these other women going, no, 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 no. We are the women. We should be in the kitchen. You shouldn't be doing that. So it's, not everybody has the same view, right? Mm-hmm. So if I can just change as much as I can, and hopefully that change just keeps going and ripple effect, I think that's it.
0: I know that okay thank you so much for that so I'm going to ask one question I'm going to ask a question but this question I'm going to like do some magic with it and put it elsewhere are 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 they entitled to their parents properties or is there always like a power tussle with families because something they said just made me realize that that was a question that you know that has to be asked as well Is there a hustle, or are you entitled to inheritance? If
2: if you ask an Igbo man, an Igbo man will tell you that in the village, there's something called ancestral land. I don't know why that land does not finish, but apparently there's something called ancestral land, and that's supposed to go to right? according to those people, a woman is not supposed to inherit the ancestral land, because the whole thought process is a woman is going to get married and she's going to leave her father's house. Mm-hmm. So, if she, she's yeah. leaving her father, she's going to live with the land. So, one thing my mom explained to me was that she said, if it's in the village, for example, you might not be expecting to get anything like that. But you know what, but you know what, men, smart men do? You cannot be fighting everybody for this so called ancestral land, especially if you know you have girls. So what men do is, while they're still alive, if they have the means, they buy land for their daughters. Mm. And they give it to their daughters while they're still alive. And some men, if they cannot give land to their daughters in their village, because obviously she's going to get married, you don't know where she's going to go. It could be Ghana, it could be anywhere, you don't know. They buy their land, say, I grew up in Lagos now, so they buy their land in Lagos. And it's just there, is there to do whatever they want to with their land in Lagos. So they can try to give that to their daughter, give it to whoever they want. But you see the contesting about that land in the village is not just your your. It's not even just your father now that's even fighting for all those village lands. It's him, his brother, his cousin, his uncle, all of them. They're just fighting for land that I don't even know how that land has not finished till now. And even if, for example, he's not even the firstborn, he to said there's some land he cannot even get because he's not he's not the he's not the first son so he's the first son will have to get this one so it's too much personally, it's too much power power struggle so I think I don't press I don't think adults are probably entitled to something but it's probably not the land whatever I think it does depend on how how your parents decide that they want to do that thing to save everybody from this wahala
0: okay 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 i hear you okay what about you do you have anything you want to add to that
1: yeah, she has said it all though, because yeah the part also thing is an individual thing like smart men as she said always prepare for their daughters they always plan things ahead like okay you know what actually is most reasonable thing to do like keep a will like you know okay it's going directly to this child or that child but if you don't do that Mm. i'm sorry (laughs) those villagers they feel like they were not there when you were sweating though when the man was sweating. i wanted to use a curse word but (laughs) (laughs) when he was sweating himself out okay I think you, vultures, know, you know, they were not there, purpose. but no, as mm-hmm. the vultures, yes, yeah, they'll be there. They they want to reap where they did not sow. So, okay, let me even give an example of my own dad's people. My grandfather had, I think, two houses in Port And surprisingly, I I I was having a conversation with my dad about it one time. So I noticed it was just his brothers, brothers, brothers talk, talking about the house. And I was like, ah, what of this aunt what oh, of that aunt i was like i uh, know uh, they are married now they are with their husbands i'm like i don't understand you get, and like, eh, they get now they're married that i still bear i still bear my father's name so i'm still my father's child so i was like eh, so the women don't have any rights to these properties nothing I was like, no that the women no, they don't. don't have a say that they don't have a say to it and i'm like so that was, like, I think the first time I started to hear, uh, to understand, uh, I don't think if I say understand, it to seem as if I'm accepting it. No. That's when I started to realize that, oh, these people are really that, <laughs> the patriarchy in the Igbo in the land is a, uh, is hard. It's true the-
2: uh, now, now that you said it, it just made me remember something. So in my family, my auntie, the, a dad that's my dad's sister. She's separated from her husband and she's been separated for so long, right? And so technically she's been living in her parents' house for as long as I can remember. Now in our house in the village we all the brothers built one big house, like one massive house. So everybody has a flat in that house. And that's just how it is there. My grandmother had her own house, and then when my grandmother passed in 2019, the first born, right, the first born, took that one, even though he had his own, but he also took my grandmother's house. Now my auntie, when they were building that massive house, <laughs> seeing that she's been living in her parents' house for so long, even though she's married, she was like, "Where is her own?" And they they told her call her like straight to her face. You don't have any. There's none. There's five flats here for the five boys. You don't have. Yeah. So, when they finished the house, what they did was, the last two, the last brothers, the last two brothers, because each house was like four flats. So, for the last two brothers, they gave the two sisters one one room in their house. So she had one room in this one house, and then my other auntie had one room in this house. So when my grandmother passed and the firstborn took the house, I think she also asked, like, okay, what of her, can she at least, I think it kind of caused it to be like, well, it's not your house, blah, 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 blah. But I think they eventually then moved her to maybe half of my grandmother's house or something. But it didn't matter that she has been separated from my husband for so long and that she's been living... In a parent's house for so long, it really didn't matter. At that, oh, like what okay said, yeah, it's just not like. Although in inkeri not yours, you are not, you have your husband's house. If you want to go and fight for rights, or if you want to go and fight for anything, go and do it in your husband's house, and that's how they put it. And then when you then go to your husband's house, too, you are now like they are married, they are a visitor, blah blah blah. So it's like you're just swinging from one
0: to the other uh, wow thank you guys for this amazing interview like I've learned so much like I know that I'm going to listen to this episode over and over again because you guys came correct with all the stories so Mm -hmm. I just want to say thank you to Adeze Trudeau Trudeau, Trudeau. (laughs) (laughs) thank you Oge of Lele don't worry. <laughs> Happy, okay of Lele, new director. Oh Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for doing yeah. this with me. Thank and your experiences you are you beautiful. You guys are amazing. You're great. You came with the stories. And I just loved how much information you guys were willing to, you know, share with me and to share to with the listeners and uh we haven't even
1: scratched his you. office
0: I, mean, like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that means we're gonna have a part two uh, ladies are you down for that are we gonna have a part two I don't we're gonna have so listeners we're gonna have a part two just it might not be an it might not be interview format i might send them questions but there will be a part two and, uh, you yeah, guys,
1: you, yeah, you guys we got so you, we got so, you. All.
0: So I'm definitely sending you guys questions. You know, you can also tell me what you think people want to hear and, uh, we'll just, we'll, we'll walk around it. So thank you guys so much. Have a beautiful rest of your day. And, uh, it is still the story time with Jay podcast guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Bye. And I'm back. Yes. I hope you enjoyed listening to the stories of those beautiful women sharing their experiences being the first daughter in an Igbo household. I enjoyed having that conversation with them. I got to learn a lot of things from them. And I know you guys enjoyed it as well and learned a thing or two. Yes. So as you all know, it is time for me to wish you guys well for the rest of the week. So I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing rest of the week. Please continue to create beautiful memories with your loved ones. Tell people that you love them. Don't forget to review the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe as well. And don't forget to donate on the Podroom app. Biko, donate. Donatus for us. So I wish you guys a beautiful rest of the week. Do beautiful things. Have fun. And you know I'll be here again next week by God's grace. I wish everyone peace, love, and light. Until next time, I'm still the host with the most on some days with 100% battery energy queen, J, Justina, baby, and every other name that you decide to call me that are good names, by the way. I will catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye, guys.